Happy Mando Eve! What's up, everybody? That's right. Forget Hollow's Eve. Forget Christmas Eve. <laughs> Forget Adam and Eve. It's Mando Eve. Eve. And that means Mandalorian's coming back tomorrow night, which means the Mando fan show is back tomorrow night. But this is the Resistance Broadcast. How's it going, everybody? Thank you for joining us today on this Thursday or discussion show. I'm John. I uh, hope everyone's doing well out there. James and Lacey with me as always. That's right. Tomorrow night, after we all watch The Mandalorian, we are going live on the Mando Fan Show on youtube.com slash Star Wars Newsnet videos. Uh, so a little bit different from last year where we had recorded and then put out the same night, The Mando Fan Show. We're just streaming this thing live for all of you. All of our shows are pretty much a live show as it is. We don't really do that much editing, so to speak. So we've been kind of doing the same thing, but it's going to be a good time because you're going to be able to be in the live chat, in the comments, sending your Mando Fando messages so that we can read them right there on the show. So we're really excited about that. Um, are you guys pumped? It is here tomorrow the Mandalorian and our show, Mando Fan Show, back. How are you guys feeling? I'm excited. Um, I I think the the most excited I am is that it is live and not even for the interaction with the fans <laughs> and all that other stuff, but just simply to avoid all of the production stuff that went into last year, Lacey, you can talk a little bit more on that, but I mean, the long story short of like, we would record those episodes and then we, it would be like crunch time to try to get that out. Not at midnight yeah. Friday night or whatever, you know? So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm super excited too. Uh, it's great to be excited about Star Wars again, guys. I love the hype and lead up to Star Wars content. It's the best. First of all, John, I'm really kind of sad you didn't say back, baby. Like this is the prime example of the so, time to say that. So and- I thought about it, but I didn't want it to be one of those things. Cause a lot of you have been talking about it's back, baby lately. And I'm like, have I been saying it too much? So I didn't want to do it. I don't want to kill just, it's back. I baby. feel like this is the... The one time. Don't you think maybe I'll say it tomorrow night at 8.30 p.m.? <laughs> anyway, so as James said, <laughs> last year, basically how, how it went down is we would record and then we'd immediately be like, okay, that was great. Bye, guys. And then I would get a huge cup of coffee and I would edit it and export it and then upload it. And there's an upload time and a render time and an export time. So, yes. We, I, had, to, we had to upload our videos yes, for so that you could them. even download yep. them. Which, if the Wi-Fi is bad, we're like, I don't know, Lacey says like an hour and a half from now. <laughs> and then 3 a.m., I'm like, upload. Um, no, guys, yeah. it it's really, really exciting to do this live with you all watching. Um, we love engaging with you guys. Um, yeah. And it just, there's something about getting to do it when you know people are watching that makes it that much more exciting. Um, And as you guys know, we don't normally do live streams all the time. We kind of do them as like a special event. So we thought that this is a prime example of doing something for you guys so you don't have to wait for that upload period because that was the big thing we got feedback on was like, oh, when are you guys posting it? What time should I look for it? Now you have the exact time when you can watch it uh, and then the audio will be up quickly after. But yeah, that's it's exciting. I love the new logo and the new color and the new look. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm wearing the OG Mando Fan Show shirt. The OG. <laughs> right now. That is still available in our store. But tomorrow, shortly before we go live, we're going to um, release the brand new uh, logo for our season two of the Mando Fan Show, which has the more of the blue look. Uh, yeah. So James right now on YouTube is pointing at the poster in the background. That's pretty much the vibe of it. Uh, so you're going to get that blue style that's going to be available on teespring.com slash stores slash uh, resistance broadcast. Um, so, yeah. John, are you excited to host season two? I, I am. Yeah, it's always a good time to do it. I like the fact that it feels different. Uh, the way I kind of wrote the show, I wanted to make sure it was different than TRB. Um, so I think the 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 Pedro Pascal rating thing is a good time. It's like it's an hour show, but it feels quicker for some reason mm -hmm. um and it it's a more i don't know we don't really get into um we have we have a serious time talking about mandalorian but it is more of a fun overall a fun vibe and having the guests almost every show is a good time too um and then doing the easter eggs and that and that's the big the change week and all that stuff we, we have a guest that's in there giving their unique perspective on what they saw yeah and that's refreshing to the show right which tomorrow we will not have a guest tomorrow is just gonna be the three of us kind of like we did last year uh where we kick off the season with the three of us and then every week after that we will have a guest joining us um and uh it's gonna be a very good time it's gonna be great i love the fact that we're gonna be doing it live so <laughs> all i could think about is i was gonna make a joke like you've made it to season two you're the ryan seacrest because i don't know if people remember american idol season one with ryan dunkelman who didn't make it to season two <laughs> Do you guys remember that? No. No. There was a big drama. There's this host named Ryan Ryan Dunkelman and he didn't make it to season two because Ryan Seacrest basically pushed him out. <laughs> so. I think I think I've actually heard this story before, like on a another podcast that I listened to. They they were like ranking like Dunkelman. worst things or whatever. <laughs> it was like rank, it was like the other Ryan yeah. that hosted. And then Ryan like yeah. kicked him out. But it just makes me laugh because it's like John's like, I'm back. And I'm like, good thing you're not Dunkelman. You can get kicked out. Yeah, he's like the other guy who played Marty McFly for the Yeah, the whole movie. Literally the whole movie. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, a good amount of it, yeah. Um, No, yeah, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. And doing it on Fridays, obviously, always a good thing heading into the weekend. Um, And just the fact that The Mandalorian's back. We're going to be talking about live-action Star Wars. Uh, uh, a lot of fun. Also, I have to bring up... Uh, we are doing another Mando code, which will start tomorrow. Um, I am still trying to figure out what it is, but <laughs> we are going to be John can't break his own code. We're going to be releasing. <laughs> we're going to be releasing something every episode that you have to keep track of, so that by the end of the season in our wrap up show, um, you're going to be able to uh, submit. Um, and we'll tell you how uh, to win uh, an awesome prize. And we're going to reveal that. Last year, we did the Boba Fett uh, Black Series helmet. And the code was the date of the Star Wars holiday special back in 78. But we're going to do something different. So make sure you're paying attention and following each episode. So you gather your information and you uh, gather the bounty. And then you can submit to uh, win the prize. And then the other thing tomorrow we're doing is announcing our giveaways from uh, Monday. The uh, JewelryBrands.shop were kind enough to partner with us to give away these things that haven't been released yet for The Mandalorian. So uh, just so you know, this is your last chance to enter. Uh, on Twitter, we have our tweet posted uh, featuring The Mandalorian pin. Uh, it's in that blue tint, the theme of uh, Season 
too. So you have to follow us at RBATSWNN and retweet that tweet. So we will announce the winner for that on the show. And then Lacey, the Instagram one, what do they have to do uh, to enter that uh, today? Yeah, so that one is a different item. It is a baby Yoda slash the child. They call it the child. Uh, necklace. Really, really cute. Uh, if you want that, you can head over to Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. You'll see the post. It will say giveaway on it. You like it. You follow us and jewelry brands. You can comment as well. And then also, if you want an extra entry, because we know how popular Baby Yoda is, you can yes. share the post to your Instagram story and tag us, and you'll be entered with one extra entry. Um, so yeah, good luck. They're really cool. So definitely try your luck, because the, yeah. these aren't out yet. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you want to just cool. buy stuff, uh, jewelrybrands.shop. Uh, and at checkout, use TRB and get 10% off. So it's very cool. Um, so later on in the show for our main discussion, we're going to have a good time with uh, Speculation Nation. We're going to put on our tinfoil mm -hmm. hats and maybe our logical hats as well. Uh, we have a bunch of hats here. There's a hat here, hat up there, hat <laughs> here. And we're going to do our final guesses and speculation on what we think is going to happen in season two. Maybe some characters we will see, won't see, returning characters from season one. We're just having a good time chatting about that. But before we do that, Will the Force, it's back. James Bainey is going to guide us through that one right now. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. John, do you know um, what happens with one of the perks you get at the major level on our uh, Patreon? Is that where they get one-on-one uh, -on -one Zoom call dinners with us? Nope. Whoa. No, it isn't. That, that which, in a way, kind of a real thing that happens at the admiral level. Because <laughs> <laughs> we we don't mind eating some stuff on that show. But anyway, um, no, at the major level, one of the the biggest perks that you get is uh, being able to submit topics to Will the Force, right? Which is a, another great way um, to be interactive with the show, right? So we have our our Patreon, which is Patreon.com/slash/resistancebroadcast. And uh, that second tier is, um, you know, five bucks a month or something like that. But one of the, the benefits is being able to submit topics to Will of the Force. Um, we love everything that, that goes on over uh, on our Patreon, right? Um, we have so much happening over there. Like we just mentioned, the Admiral General's basically like a video call yeah. um, where, we, where we sit down and hang out with them. Um, but we have our Discord and we do all sorts of other like exclusive videos like our poll chats and other things like that. Um, so much going on over there. So if you want to uh, submit topics and you want to be part of the conversation, you want to get some of that exclusive stuff, you got to go over and uh, become a resistance officer. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Now, of all the people that are contributors to help the, the show be what it is, uh, help us keep going day to day. Some of the biggest contributors are our generals, and I just want to give a shout out to all of them. Um, they are Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Michael, Micah Harrison, sorry, Micah, um, <laughs> Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, uh, Bethany, Russ Harbison, and Kendall Gellner. Um, you. you guys are awesome. Thank you for supporting the show. And uh, let's do it. Let's get into the first uh, topic that was submitted via our Patreon by Resistance Officer Commander Clayton J. Lancaster. Clayton wanted to know, will we ever get a movie based on the wills of the Force and get a deeper look into where the Force came from? 
Lacey, you're going first on this one. What do you think? I don't think so, Clayton. I'm sorry. I don't think they're going to get deep into where the force came from. I think it's one of those things that's just there. They might mention it, like a side mention of like, oh, the story goes by blank. But I don't think that's ever going to be the focus of a movie for Star Wars. I think it's always going to be character focus, character relationship focused. Um, that then plays into a bigger, obviously, war, bigger conflict. But, you know, the thing that we connect with most in Star Wars, personally, I do, is the characters. So I can't see them focusing a whole movie around this. So, no. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> All right, John, what do you think? Will they? Um. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think the closest we would have gotten would have been George Lucas's sequel trilogy. Um, he really wanted to infuse the wills um, as a part of that and the understanding of the origins of the Force and uh, that sort of thing, even further than um, the prequels and the mentions of the midichlorians and all that stuff. So I think them not going that route now where George Lucas really had his thumb on it uh, would really almost be a slap in the face or not make sense for them to go back after the fact and be like, well, now we're going to tell that story even though we didn't want to do George's version. Um, so I don't see that happening. Um, like they're, they're going to be like yeah, the second order and they send back a machine back to the uh, thousands of years to, to hunt down the wills of the force and kill them. So that uh, it's going to be like the Terminator plot or something like that. What do you <laughs> think would happen like. if they shot the next trilogy and it was just George's movies? Just all the characters' names were changed. They just change all the characters? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna send I, a, a machine back through uh, World Between Worlds to go find the Force and kill it so that it can't survive. No, it, it's like the age-old question of like going back. Uh, like if you could go back in time and kill baby Palpatine would you do it <laughs> it's like, right um, no but seriously would you man that'd be crazy yeah I don't know <laughs> um so you say no they're not going to I don't right? think so no. all right I uh I agree yeah I don't, I don't think we're gonna get it um ding, ding. yeah um a, a, a movie especially but I really don't think they're even gonna touch it like at all really like with books or anything um, I just think they're going to stay away from it altogether. Uh, the closest you're going to see, uh, we did get um, the Guardians of the Wills book, you know, which gives a little bit of insight backstory to Chirrut and Baze. Um, they talk a little bit about their history and why they are, you know, why they were what they were, if, you, if they will, like why they believe, why they have that faith and stuff. And it has a little bit more to do with the Wills. Um, but also the, the uh, from a certain point of view books, the, the first one ended with a story about the Wills. Uh, the second one is already confirmed that they're going to end with the story about the wills. And you got to think that the third one is as well. So there's a little bit there, but again, um, we've talked about that book, uh, you know, that series, like, I don't really know if they're worth checking out or, but I don't know if this particular thing is of interest to you, then, uh, yes. However, I will say I really want them to, I, I, dig that i dig the idea of the midi chlorians and all that stuff i never had a problem with any of that i i think it's cool i love the force being explained to be honest with you um okay let's move on to another question uh will the existence of a willow series on disney plus which is of course written by john kasdan and 
it's going to be produced by Ron Howard. Um, do the, does that existing <laughs> increase your hopes for a solo Disney Plus series? Uh, and John wanted to throw in hashtag make solo to happen. <laughs> All right. Um, John, you are going first on this one, though. What do you think? Yes. Um, it does. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where people heard the idea of, though, they should make a Willow follow up. And they thought it was just one of those fan dream things. And um, the fact that it picked up that much steam is wild because you know willow was no monumental success as it was even with inflation i think it's like 300 million box office worldwide um now it didn't have a monumental budget either and i get that but it's there's no like willow con and there's no like you know there's there's never been an obsession with willow it's just one of those things like oh i like willow i forgot about that george lucas made willow that's that's cool i like willow I like Warwick Davis and the fact they're making a series now in Disney plus for it. Of course that makes me more hopeful for more solo because we know everyone involved with solo wants to do it. There's stories already from John Kazan who's writing this Willow thing. Ron Howard wants to do it. He's executive producing this thing. Everyone is still connected. You talk to Michelle Regwan, James, and she's good friends with John Kazan. Like, there's no burned bridges from Solo aside from obviously the directors who left. Right. And maybe, maybe even them, they, it's not a big deal. I think, it's another one of those small little pebbles that you're adding on the side of it happening. Uh, it's not that big of a connection, not that big of a deal, but it's it's a good sign to me, and it does give me more hope. Now, whether that's going to lead me up for more of a letdown, possibly, but it doesn't um, make me think the other way. So, yeah. John, rebellions are built on hope. That's a good line. That's a good, they, that needs to be in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Lizzie, what do you think? Um... I think, yes, uh, this series is not surprising because I know they were like talking about it and stuff like that, but the the fact that it's confirmed and they're talking about the process and everyone's so excited for it, and like John said, it's kind of like a smaller kind of cult following type thing. And then also, um, I'm a fan of Labyrinth with from George Lucas and uh, Jim Henson from like the 80s. Mm-hmm. And they're now making a second one of that. So, like, I, really? yes, I'm looking oh, wow. at all these things that I'm just like, hmm. you're making this, you're making this. So what about this? And then yeah. they're releasing the solo deluxe, you know, soundtrack. And then everyone was weirdly quiet on Make Solo 2 Happen Day, number two. So uh, I think that this definitely is something that shoots our chances up more than anything else especially with all the rumors going around. But like if they're willing to invest in a series like this, that probably isn't something that's mainstream as like a Stranger Things, then uh, I say Solo definitely has more than a chance than ever of getting uh, its series or for me having my hopes. I will cry if it happens. I'll tell you that right now. You know that gif of Daisy Ridley or that video of her crying about the trailer in her bed? That's going to be me crying mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so amazing this, um john will also be man. doing that too oh, sobbing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all gonna be a pretty crazy day especially if it's just if they make like the movie and it's called solo 2 <laughs> which would never happen but no the worst th- uh, this is what the worst would be is if they said they were they were doing it the entire time but they were just trying to figure it out to totally negate the fan movement be like, oh, it was mm. nice you guys did that, but we were doing this the whole time. Or, you know, you go to a panel at Celebration two years from now or whatever. Hopefully not that long, but 
some type of announcement comes out where just like Clone Wars, it's like hashtag made Solo 2 happen. We would just lose it, guys. It would be the best day of our lives. <laughs> obviously, outside of them having their kids and stuff, because that's obviously more important. But for me, it would be the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and and we would be make, putting shirts out that said made Solo 2 happen. So I'd get, get so drunk. There, folks. <laughs> I would get so drunk. Ah, oh, yeah. Wrecked. Um, this is this is definitely a tricky question, though. Um, I think I think ultimately, when it comes down to it, yes, it does. It gives more hope, and it makes it seem more likely. Um, it, it it is weird, though. Okay, so it is a Lucasfilm property, right? So Lucasfilm is willing to, in this case, listen to fans and and hear an outcry for uh, a property that is getting very little like. I asked for that. Like we've been wanting it. You know what I mean? I don't feel like very many people are egging this on, but it is definitely distinctly different from Star Wars because Star Wars is still like, boom, it's here. It's in your face. What are the possibilities? We could be doing this era. We could be doing this era. We could follow that character. We could follow this character. We could be doing this. We could be doing this. And Willow is like, we made a movie and we could really do anything. We could tell this person's story. We could do a side quest. We could make it 20 years in the future. It's just that, and there's, there's no other like huge canon tie-ins or anything like that. Like definitely it's a lot easier to just be like, sure, why not? Um, whereas like when it comes to something like solo, you're like, well, there's, there are a few why nots, you know, out there. They exist. Mm -hmm. Um, we could be spending our money doing X instead, you know? I, I just, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's definitely a different thing, but it's absolutely true, right? Willow, it, no one's asking for this and, except for a few people, and they're like, we think it's cool. We like it. We have faith in it. We 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 want to do it. Uh, we're bringing in good people. John Kasdan, Ron Howard, kind of associated with another property we want to see happen on Disney+. Plus. Yep. And it, as long as those two are working together and getting along, you know, maybe somewhere in the process, a little spark flies and they go, dude, we should do it. Dude, let's do it. Let's do it. Come Still on, got man. those stories? Yeah. What if they've <laughs> already done fun. screen tests in the volume for Solo? They're like sitting at a table and there's like hot wings and they're like, look at us. 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 Look at <laughs> and Paul Rudd's still there just for the hell of it. Look at us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like Paul Rudd, why are you here? He's like, because I'm 52 and everyone loves me. Yeah. And I'm gorgeous yeah. still. That and would actually be hilarious him, if that's how they announced it. Like, look at us. And then it pans over and there's Paul Rudd being like, yeah, look at us. <laughs> Paul Rudd's just a big he's, solo fan. He's Dash Rendar, and they bring him in. <laughs> More like Dashing Rendar. It's a play off of, uh, honestly, I would be pretty pumped if I found out that he was like a somewhat comedic character in Solo 2. Yeah, I mean, I'd, why not? I'd be okay with that. We got to, let's, 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 let's try to get Paul Rudd to make Solo 2 happen shirt, see what happens. Yeah. All right. I mean, he did uh, that COVID video. He's kind of, he's got time apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we got more questions coming in from resistance officers. Commander Christian Morales wants to know, will Timothy Zahn ever be included in the High Republic authors group and or write his own novel in that era specifically? Lacey, this one's going to you. What do you think? High Republic is just like, you can't sit with us. Um, to <laughs> Timothy Zahn. 
<laughs> uh, no, I think Timothy Zahn is kind of doing his own thing. I, I, I don't think he's involved or will be revolved in High Republic. I think he's just, he's over there doing his Thrawn thing, you know, just chilling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not really a like elaborate answer. I just, <laughs> you can't sit with us. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. John, do you agree with Lacey? I don't think Timothy Zahn wears pink on Wednesdays. So I'm going to say <laughs> agree and say no, I don't think so. I think they um, brought him in to uh, churn out some more Thrawn stuff. They probably sold decently. So like, let's do another trilogy. I, I and don't, another one. Yeah, and I don't see one. him writing outside of Thrawn. I don't. Um, so mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get involved there. Timothy Zahn yeah, is that, the DJ that... Khaled of uh, Thrawn books. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> I want to get. Um, I want to get that reference. But I'm. I'm and on another deal. one. He, and on another one. He says, one. Yeah, he says another, that at the beginning oh, of all of his one. songs. Gotcha, gotcha. Come on. Um, I'm old. So. <laughs> so yeah, I. I think I think that generally the, the way to look at this is is I actually think that. Timothy Zahn and the books that he puts out honestly might be just as big and successful as all of the High Republic mm-hmm. put together. Yeah. Like I think they're I think they're looking at, at those two things as like, well, there's there's the the Timothy Zahn stuff that's going on, that's huge, but we need another big one. And like then they do this over here. Now at, at that same thing, they they could they could bring him over and have him tie in just stuff and stuff, but it all depends on uh what we see out of the next two books from him and that's going to take some time. It's going to be a couple years, you know? So if he ever goes to the high Republic stuff, it's going to be a while later. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but, um, but it would be also kind of weird for him to finish the second Thrawn trilogy and be like third Thrawn trilogy. You know, maybe he <laughs> would get bored and be like, I love Thrawn. I'm excited to return to him one day, but I'm also going to do something else. So maybe I, I have another one. See him. He's gonna. Expand he's out. like the James Patterson of Thrawn books. That's for all you readers out there. Is he the, the uh, Hunger Games the, guy or something? Okay, first no. of all, Hunger Games was written by Suzanne Collins, who lives in Newtown, Connecticut. Yeah. Get it together. Second of all, James Patterson does all these crime books, and it's like one after the other oh, after no, the other no, no. after the other, and then he's like, he, it's gotten to the point now that it's like him and someone else write books. Like, he uses his name on books with other people and like all this other stuff. So well, it's how like, am I supposed to know he's the author if they're, like, you didn't give me like the initial, like, author's always it's like... James Patterson. James E. Patterson. I think people... If you said that, I would have been like, oh, that's an author. No, James Patterson is just James Patterson. <laughs> he's he's J E Patterson. There it is. Yeah, Don't you need you the double that? initials. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right, John, you are going to go first on this next one. Yeah. Uh, the question is: Will Deborah Chow, Rick Famuyiwa, and da- or Dave Filoni and or Dave Filoni, uh, their X-wing pilots appear again in the Mandalorian season two? So we saw them make cameos in season one. But are they coming back? Are they making another round? The, the, yeah, it's this is this is a really tough one for me to to figure. Um, I got the, this question last week. I feel. What's up? I got this exact question last week. Whether they'd show up? Again. Oh, like in Ask the Resistance. You got who do you think's piloting the X wings? Not will these three particular people return? 
Oh, my answer was these people. <laughs> yeah, it, it, very similar. So we'll, I'm going to yeah. say, if you remember, you'll get at least his answer. I'm going to say yes. Now I don't know if all they will return. I don't know if all of them will. I think Dave Filoni. I think Trapper Wolf will make another appearance. Hmm. Okay. Deborah Chow maybe not, especially not because she's not doing any work on season two. Rick maybe. So I would go definitely uh, in rank order for likelihood. Filoni, Rick, Famuyiwa, Deborah Chow. All right, Lacey, what do you think? It's tricky because going back to the the new trailer that we got, our special look, minute long special mm-hmm. look we got. So, they there's a voice, but I don't know if that voice is Dave Filoni or someone else. Like I didn't take the time to actually like listen to it and try to figure it out. Um, yep. Well, did it go razor crest? Stand <laughs> down. He's just sighing. <sighs> yeah. God. Did he sound bored? <laughs> but to John's defense, there are only two, I believe. So if Deborah Chow doesn't show up, that would make sense. So there's two X-Wing pilots. I agree that if they do show up, it's going to be Dave Filoni just because he became such a character. And then the backstory of how he made him sound bored and how John Favreau thought that was so funny. Like that's another piece that fans will really enjoy because they know the whole mm-hmm. story behind it. Um, Other than that, going back to kind of my answer last week, which was they could just show uh, the pilots without showing who they are so that you don't, you know, kind of like what they do in squadrons and that like short that they have that they don't Mm -hmm. really show you who it is. It's kind of like it straddles that line of like, who is the bad guy? Every Imperial officer and rebels. Like, yeah. <laughs> what you don't know is that it's actually they can't see. It's just <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, give, uh, yeah. give them the hat where you can't see their eyes, and it yeah. doesn't have to be that scene. It could be anywhere in season two. I would say sure. Dave Filoni will show up some point. I think that he was just such a a funny thing in the first season, and Fa- and Favreau like really really liked it that he'll add him again. He's like, I think they're like making a sandwich over there or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um are right, you guys want to hear a bet that i would probably lose uh. there is not a chance these characters are coming back wow not even a little bit Jeez. this is so in my negative. opinion i thought we were the positive podcast all right well yeah here, yeah that is positive because they're gonna give you new x-wing pilots and other cameos <laughs> and other joking, things like that James. i you know, I know, but I'm I'm Robert Rodriguez to me, is gonna be an X Wing pilot. Ooh. Maybe. To me, like a hundred percent this was a one time nod cameo mm. at the directors that were involved. We are not only not only are we never gonna see those pilots in the Mandalorian again, we're never going to hear their name in canon ever again. Wow. They're just they're just fun background throwaway pilots that's all it it was supposed to be and uh i definitely even got the impression like that dave didn't even want to do it right he didn't and so i I can't imagine he's like well the fans really won me over they really wanted to see me again. oh i wouldn't think he'd do that i think favreau would be like no you're getting in the (laughs) x-wing you want to direct an episode filoni i think i think john convinced him the first time to do it and and sure. uh, it worked out or whatever but i don't think i don't think this is any sort of like sign that Filoni's going to keep showing up in front of the camera how about favreau one time thing in my opinion favreau could be interesting like i i am i'm 
I definitely think there will be other fun cameos with actors or um, other famous people like the Jason Sudeikis thing or whatever, you know, like the people are going to show up in the show. Yeah, definitely. But All right, so it's not going to be these three. I'll, I'm going to kick off the next segment, the discussion with a prediction. That's never going to happen. Okay. All right. Well, that is it for Will of the Force. John, kick us off with a s- segment that's never going to happen. Or and another one. No, the se- and another one. The se- I guarantee the segment's going to happen because it's happening now. James, do the magic thing. <laughs> what was the magic thing he used to do? He didn't use- he's done it like twice. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like make the logo appear. Oh. Um, I don't know. What did, it, what, what did I do? Magic. Yeah. Match. <laughs> All right, it's discussion time. The Mandalorian season two speculation nation. Obi Wan once thought as you do. That's right. The Mandalorian returns tomorrow, which also means the return of our show, the Mando Fan Show, tomorrow night, eight thirty PM East on YouTube.com slash Star Wars Newsnet videos. Plug. Uh, but anyway. The Mandalorian is back, so let's have some fun doing some preseason final guess and speculation on what we think is going to happen this season, what characters we might see come back, potential new appearances, and we'll end it all with uh, death predictions. What characters do you think may die in season Yikes. two? Yikes. Um, all right. Queel. I'm going to kick... Oh, poor Ugnolty. Huh? <laughs> um, you know what's funny? Our shirt idea died before... I think that character actually died. <laughs> they were like, nope, we're not, you're not allowed to do that one. Um, so my first prediction is that John Favreau is going to make a cameo as an X-Wing pilot named Double Down. Um, based on, uh, for Swingers fans out there, they would know what that means. But um, You said Vince Vaughn was going to show up in the first season and he didn't. I still think he's going to show up before this, this. Before this series is over, Vince Vaughn will be in The Mandalorian. <laughs> Guaranteed. I mean, if they have Horatio Sands showing up twice... Are you booking it? His best friend's not going to show up? Yes, I am booking Vince Vaughn. That's Will weird. in The Mandalorian at some point. <laughs> um, so my predictions for the season... I don't know if I have a lot of grand sweeping predictions. Um, so in terms of uh, where I think this season's going to go, if, if I'm figuring it's going to be a four-season show... I think this is going to follow the traditional path of storytelling, which is going to take a darker turn. I don't think this season is going to end on a hopeful note. I think it's going to end very bleak, uh, very not good in terms of where the Mandalorian's at, not good in terms of where the child is at. And uh, Moff Gideon and whoever else he is with is definitely going to end this season well with the upper hand, whereas at the end of season one, the Mando kind of bested uh, Moff Gideon and Moff Gideon like survived a crash. I think the table's gonna be turned here, where Mando's gonna be the one crawling out of somewhere or or not doing so well. So I'm gonna start there with my overall like vibe of this season and how it's gonna end up. Um, so uh, James, why don't you let me know uh, where you're at, and then I guess we can just kick the ball around, and have some fun. So I thought this was an interesting discussion because I feel like we have put out a lot of ideas over time of the direction we thought. And we've kind of, I don't want to say echo chamber because it's kind of a negative thing, but I think we've kind of sold each other on a lot of these ideas along the way. I felt that going into this discussion, we probably weren't going to be like, no way, you know, on some of this stuff. But I, I, 
I definitely think one of the the big things that um, you know regular listeners probably know we have kind of come to the conclusion on maybe would be that um, at some point Din Djarin is going to get that dark saber and you know something's going to happen. Mm. But I I don't necessarily know that that's going to happen in season two because a lot of my speculation on where do I think this is going to go, I was like, okay, cool, it's going to be this, and it's going to be the, the he's going to get all the Mandalorians. There's going to be a big war and all this other stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm thinking that's a season four thing, you know. And you said it right at the beginning. You got to think of the show as you know, not every season is going to drop this big bomb of like the all out war. They're saving that for the later stories. Uh, eventually when Disney says you get one more season or, or John says, I want to do this many seasons mm-hmm. or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Um, I just don't, I just don't know if he gets it this season. Cause I think, I think you're right on the, the we're going to be ending bleak. So I think there's going to be a lot of bad stuff happening um, throughout um, anything else Lacey you can think of that we've kind of like I mean do you agree with that or yeah I think for a while now like you said we've kind of talked this through a bunch of times um, I've said for at least the past year that I think that the child is definitely going to be kidnapped by mm. the end of the season the child's not going to be with the Mandalorian the child's going to be taken away because mm-hmm. um, you have to have that drama point at the end of the season that leads into the next season of like okay, the first season was he's kind of this rough guy, you know, out for himself. Then he meets the child. It's about protecting the child. Season two, he's trying to get the child to where the he needs to go and connecting him with his family and his, his people, like the armorer had said in season one. I can imagine season three is he has to get the child back. So it's like this season, I think it's going to be kind of like, more of a cat and mouse game between Moff Gideon and the Mandalorian and the child. I think he's going to get hints every episode that lead to where he needs to go with ultimately someone at some point betraying him so that the child gets kidnapped and then he's left kind of in this place of, I wouldn't say despair necessarily, but like, oh no, I I have no solution here right now. Like, where do I go from here? Because I've lost. Because like John said, I think season one ended on a high note of like he won. And that's not going to happen again, at least not in this season. I think it's going to head to it's going to get to a point where he's going to think he's winning. And Moff Gideon is three steps ahead of him. Yeah. And I think this season also really depends on what other characters we meet. Right. Um, is it going to be serialized like season one where it's like, all right, well, we got Bill Burr and those people in this chapter. and we Which have, you know they're going to come back, I think, right? Probably. And then, you know, we have, uh, you know, Toro Calican in this chapter. And then we have this person in this chapter. Like if they introduce other potential antagonists that uh, string themselves out throughout this season, um, it makes it a harder of a guessing game because if you don't, then your major players around the Mandalorian are still uh, Moff Gideon as the primary antagonist. Then you have Grief Karga, Cara Dune, who we think are still allies. Um, are they going to try to go just the linear 
good guy, bad guy route, old Western style, and be like, no, it's, here's the, it's going to come to a head. It's going to be Moff Gideon and the Mando when it comes down to it. Or are we going to see like Grief Cargo make another, he's backs, his back's against the wall and he's going to turn on Mandalorian because, um, you know, he's put in a situation or something. Or, you know, whatever he's now involved in these days um, is compromised or threatened. And he's like, he had to make a choice, kind of like a Lando Calrissian thing. Um, so I think it, a lot of it has to do with who else they who else they introduce into the show, and that brings up the other thing, like that quote unquote elephant in the room, like the whole um, rumors about not even so much the Ahsoka thing, but like the Boba Fett thing, um, uh, a Cobb Van thing. Like, do, do we want to let's let's dive into that obscurity? Do you guys think where, where do you guys lie on those rumors? Not even so much the Ahsoka thing, the the Boba Fett slash potential Cobb Vanth. Do you think either of those characters are showing up? Do you think neither? Do you think one? Or do you think it's, you think it's just me one over the other? Where where do you guys lie with that? Are you saying that because Ahsoka's 110%? <laughs> watch it. Watch they cut it now. And then... <laughs> Go ahead, <laughs> um, Then I pack my well, bags. <laughs> my, my guess initially just with... Well, I, I think that Moff Gideon is definitely going to be sending bounty hunters out to try to track him down. And I think with that, you're going to see familiar bounty hunters, and they could potentially bring in some of the other ones you maybe remember from Empire Strikes Back, so we maybe could get some of those. That I that being said, I don't know about Boba Fett. He's too high profile, right? Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's some there's so much weight on him and I don't know if it is what what is the best thing to do, like come up with your own property for Boba Fett uh, or or like tie him into like a movie or something, you know, like some bigger thing, like really give him the purpose. Make Boba Fett the villain of the solo series or something. You know what I mean? Whatever they want to do with him. But I, I, I don't feel like him just kind of being there in Mandalorian because he's not replacing Moff Gideon. Moff right. Gideon's the villain, right? So, so where does Boba Fett fit in this if not just a cameo? Which then makes me think he's probably not in it. Okay. But, you know, the Cobb Vanth thing, I, I don't know, man. I We did we did the episode on Monday about like the canon tie-ins and stuff. I don't, I don't see why they bring in Cobb Vanth. I think that's weird. Hmm. It's a it's a real story, but it's like all of those interlude stories from uh, the aftermath series mm-hmm. are like nothing. They're throwaway. Like there was a guy, and his dad sure. was like, "I don't <laughs> believe in the rebellion," and he's like, "But I do." And then like he ran away. Yeah, like <laughs> that's it. I mean, they're dumb <laughs> stories. Yeah, the only thing that gives him any weight is that his story his story was reoccurring through a couple books. So it's and well, and his ties to Tatooine loose. Right? Not really. Isn't his whole thing he's a he's a sheriff on in ta- on Tatooine? He's I think he's kind of a self-appointed lawman. So he's like Hubie from Hubie Halloween who's a self-appointed I, person. <laughs> I, I I mean I I, I definitely oh, don't movie. think there was like he go he's like oh we're going to elect Cobb Vanth sheriff, you know, or anything like that. I think he's just kind of like a lawman but 
the looseness is that he wears these clothes, which may or may not be Boba Fett's clothes. It just He's feels like, like a fan uh, rumor. I took, I took Boba Fett's armor and uh, I'm wearing, so much I'm wearing the armor like now. a fan rumor to me. Which I also feel like I have things to say about fan rumors too, because well, hang on. I, I look at stuff that's going so, on in the Mandalorian, and I look at what fans are saying. Lacey, do you think either one of those characters are showing showing up? Just so we can try to see where we're all at here. So here's the tricky part is I don't think Boba Fett's showing up. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a lot of rumors. I know that part. there was an update that. on that website. <laughs> um, but I can't help but go back to the story that the whole reason the Mandalorian happened is because John Favreau went to Lucasfilm and was like, I want to do Boba Fett. And they were like, no, you can't. And he was like, okay, do- I'm going to do something exactly like that. Do we know that that happened? Is that like he brought it up? Thing, or I that... think he said something in like the that. panel. He yeah. had said that he had written written all these stories when he's younger, and then that's his favorite. You know, he really liked that character, and he wanted to create that. And they were like, "No, you can't have that character." So he created a character that was basically similar because they not... were still developing because they were doing the movie. movie. Yeah. Hmm. So I feel like that's, that's still just that still surprises me. You know what I mean? Sure, like, sure. Oh, man, well, it was already John in development Favreau. though. <laughs> yeah. So. Going back on that, it it just makes me think like if they said no to him originally and they have the Mandalorian and it's such a smashing success for them, why would they then say, oh, yeah, you can have this character now? Can we get Josh Trank on the show? (laughs) Um, But yeah, so then you don't think. All right. So you don't think both. The other one. Sure. Maybe. But even then, I'm kind of with James that I'm like, I mean, I, I don't think most people would understand who that was. So, yeah. I think I remember John Favreau saying he liked the idea of what Game of Thrones did where um Mandalorian may not be a central point in every episode, so it's possible we can kind of have a breather if the drama gets too intense where they're like chapter 4 um we're going to kind of let that simmer for a bit and then uh do something else. You could have a Boba Fett tracking down his armor which this guy has, which we did hear and what looked to be and and sound like Boba Fett's armor approaching um, Fennec Shand on Tatooine. Sure. So it is planted there a little bit. Like, there's of no course. way we're not... I'm not th- saying it's not coming from No, 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 nothing. I know. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying my thought process here, well, I think we're, we're definitely finding out who that character was. Like, mm-hmm. they're, they're, this isn't like the show Lost. They're not just going to be like, here's this cool thing. We're never going to explain. Did you finish anything. Lost? I don't say anything. I have four episodes left. <laughs> don't forget about the Michael Bean thing. I can't wait right? till next week's Michael episode Bean? when we ask you how it went. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll find out. But no, yeah, Michael Bean. I mean, actors are one thing, but um, now I kind of well, lost. Well, we my saw like what was what his character was, right? Remember, he has the like big hat and all that. Possibly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Like everyone thinking, everyone's thinking if Cobb Banth is in the show, Timothy Oliphant's gonna be one playing him. So there's a lot of speculation on top of speculation here. But I, Favreau did say they could bop around, so it's possible we could go and get other plots um, that could be a slow burn, where say Boba Fett does get injected into the show here. It's um, let's plant the seed now, uh, check in to see what he's doing, what he's after, and then he, we can kind of bring him back in later. Like Favreau said, I like playing with my action figures. I don't want to play with that one right now. Put it on the shelf. I'll bring it back later. We'll play with it then. But the other thing that I just thought of was, wasn't 
Am I was wasn't James Mangold supposed to be the one directing the Boba Fett movie? Wasn't that that whole yes. idea? But he, right. I, I think he didn't he say he wasn't. That news dropped like the day Solo dropped or something, right? So he was supposed. I remember seeing that news in the theater, right? And I think he had wound up uh, admitting that that he was involved, and then you know he's been he was most the most recent tied director to direct the new Indiana Jones, right? Uh, May and, 2018, Star Wars Boba Fett movie in works with James Mangold via okay. The Hollywood Reporter. All right. So, I bet it was so, May 25th. So, so follow me here. And this is definitely the tinfoil <laughs> tin portion, tinfoil's hats portion of my Really quick though, here. underneath it. So the announcement from The Hollywood Reporter was May 24th, mm-hmm. the day before Solo came out. Yeah. And October 26th, 2018 is when they said no longer in development. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> it was the 24th because you go see movies at 8 p.m. the night before. But then July 10th, James That's Mangold denied he's directing the Boba Fett movie. Right. So, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. So, sure. you know, he was he's tied to that movie via major trades. Uh, it doesn't work out. Then remember when that report came out um, via Black Series Rebels and they said... Uh, James Mangold book it James he, they said James Mangold uh, visited the set and so did Robert Rodriguez and they both directed stuff for the Mandalorian mm-hmm. then Robert Rodriguez was confirmed James Mangold takes the Twitter and he's like no this isn't true and I then didn't do anything Robert Rodriguez posted that picture of him with baby and then Robert around. Rodriguez gets confirmed if Boba Fett shows up in this show don't you think it's maybe a little possible that James Mangold maybe came in to direct sequences for his entry into the show? Maybe it's not even credited, but if he had if he had set, not denied it, it would have made people think, "Oh, he's doing Boba Fett for the Mandalorian." Mm-hmm. So, I think it's still possible that James Mangold may have done a little bit of mm-hmm. something uh for the Mandalorian and it could have been for Boba Fett. Now again, I'm fully admitting that's tinfoil hat here, and I'm trying to, you know, go to yeah. outer space connecting my dots, but... Um, Watch out, I, someone might and tweet also, And also, <laughs> I know. scrap all that. Yeah. There's no plans with Boba Fett anymore, and Lucasfilm goes, never mind, we take it back. You can have him if you want. And John Favreau goes, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, that is an option. He, that he's totally back is. on the table. He's back on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, now in terms of uh, the rumored characters... Uh, that are supposed to be coming in here. Rex, um, Ahsoka, um, and then there's this speculation from others that Sabine could be, and obviously you can go down the Rebels list and say Hera or whoever else. Do you think we're going to see any of these people? Well, Ahsoka, you said 110% she's showing up. Can't argue that. It's 110%. I mean, yeah. I mean, I Sabine, think everybody knows. no. Yeah. I don't think so. I think people rushed to say Sasha Banks was in it. I think someone probably got a either a screenshot or a photo of her on set or something that they saw something somewhere that she was in the show and just assumed she was Sabine. I don't think she is Sabine. Um, the hair color is similar. Even skin color is kind of similar. I don't think so. That that's. I, I just I, think I know, it's a coincidence, honestly. But I yeah. I get I understand why people jump to that. I get it. Um, but other than that, I don't know who else is going to show up. If Ahsoka's showing up, shouldn't Rex show up with her? Isn't that like an obvious thing, or not necessarily? I think that's why people think Rex is going to show up. Right. 
And because of the Tamara like Morrison rumors, Tamara Morrison, yeah. yeah. Okay. He and I don't, I don't necessarily know that that's true either. Like where mm. we left them um, would be rebels, sure. you know. And I don't necessarily know that they didn't split up or go different ways to, yeah, to a good perform chunk different of years. missions or whatever. That's like seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so James, what do you think about uh, any of the other rebels crew or um, anything? Um. So I don't think they will, but I'm setting my standard there so that if or when they do show up, I lose my mind. Right. So you're excited. <laughs> yeah. So you're not let down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Chapter yeah. one, yeah, the I ghost don't rolls set, in. <laughs> I don't want to set expectations because he, here's here's the thing we got to remember. Like Clone Wars was its own thing. And yes, it did significantly tie into <sighs> Rebels. Rebels became like its own show, but it was very heavily influenced by a lot of stuff that happened in Clone Wars. And that was because Filoni was involved. But the the thing here is I think people are trying to take Rebels and move it fluently into the Mandalorian. And I'm like, I just don't think it's the same thing. I think, you know, you, you have a perfect example right here, you know, like Darksaber or like you have Ahsoka, which is almost guaranteed. So they're going, well, they are doing that. But I'm like, I, I, I think these are touches. The, these are not significant things. They're not turning yeah. the Mandalorian into the live action Rebels sequel. Right. And so then I, I, if if they go that route, then heck yeah, I, I win. I don't know if Star Wars wins, but I win. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I would assume it would all be pretty good and we'd all be pretty excited. And then people maybe would go back and check that stuff out. I don't know how much back catalog the clone wars gained because rebels came out and everybody was like oh i never watched the clone wars now i i feel like i'm missing out i need to go back and watch it Mm. so i don't know if rebels gains anything from this or not but yeah um i don't know i mean i am i'm definitely down i i i don't believe in fan theories and generally i think if you come up with a fan theory it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> right. Like it just the odds are, are not it, but I did hear one or I did come across one that I thought was really cool. And that is that the, the winter planet, the like ice planet that he crashes on is actually a uh, crow nest from season three of rebels where um, the Ren household is, they go visit their and that is where they've set up shop where all the Mandalorians are and stuff. So if the armor is saying, go find other Mandalorians, he would go to oh, that's interesting. that planet yeah. where he could have a meeting with Ursa Wren, potentially Sabine is there, potentially Ahsoka is there, a couple other things. And it's just like a location that doesn't really matter. But it, it if you know, you know. You do you know? think and maybe that's why he goes there do you think uh and maybe he gets shot down by like other mandalorians who don't trust him or something maybe that's why the ship's all beat up or something so b- back real quick back to the sasha banks thing with the sabine here's why i think there's zero chance she could be playing that character imagine we keep saying this sabine doesn't wear hoods <laughs> imagine we keep saying this and it's like james with solo who's like they're not gonna kiss and in the first five seconds <laughs> Yeah. She's in the show, it and she's just, just like, "I'm Sabine." It, it does the it she does the Star Wars intro, Sabine. and then it goes to black, comes back up. It's Dave Filoni, and he goes, "This is basically gonna be Rebels season 
five. <laughs> just, and we're all like, oh, jeez, okay. Um, so why I don't think uh, she'll play Sabine is just look at what happened with uh, Ashley Eckstein with the, the, if the casting's true about the Ahsoka thing. Like Ashley Eckstein, or Eckstein, however you want to pronounce it, has done uh, acting before and she's a professional voice actor and has been has done live action acting before and she didn't even get an audition to play the character she played for 12 years not even an audition from dave filoni someone she has worked with he trusted her he loved her work you're gonna tell me that a pro wrestler and i know pro wrestling's acting save the comments don't care it's not the same as dramatic acting sorry it's not uh you're, you're going to tell me that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are like, yeah, let's give Sabine this beloved animated character who's granted not as beloved and not as iconic as Ahsoka to, to someone who's never acted before. Zero chance. I'm sorry. Hmm. There's just no chance that's happening. I And and side note, I, I definitely do agree with that. I mean, I, I was a performer. Like I performed on stage and I knew how to be in front of people and stuff like that but it's not it's not even remotely acting I mean, c- and i feel yeah, like please. i feel like wrestling falls right in that not, category i, lo- I like, like wrestling i, I watched wrestling versus... since i was five years old i love it i went to a mm-hmm. raw last year i'm not poo-pooing wrestling at all let's be serious it's it's not it's not the same as professional dramatic acting um but what about bo bo katan you think katie sackoff uh showing up is is she a part of that Meeting at the house is, is is that another Mandalorian that he's looking for, and that's you know, or do you think she's just going to show up in a, in a flashback? Do you think there's going to be any involvement with Bo-Katan? I feel like we talked about this, and we kind of decided it was season three. Maybe is that what we had initially said? Like maybe it wasn't now; it was season three. Hmm. I we definitely didn't decide it, but I, I remember yeah, I was right, considering, about yeah, that m- maybe because she's even, under NDA further down the line. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean. I, I don't know why somebody somebody would would get asked that question like, hey, are you involved in The Mandalorian? And your response is, you know how Disney is. You you gotta you gotta say I can't I'm not gonna say anything. Mm-hmm. They got a giant NDA. Why is that your answer? I mean, are you are you trolling? Like, cause I definitely know that's a thing. Like there's an actor out there who's like trolling people that he's playing Ezra. Right. And everybody's yeah. like, why would he do this? And I'm like, because everybody's talking about him. Right. He's getting a lot of attention from this. Yeah. Not only that, but they I saw that feel... as the Rosario Dawson thing, I'm sure. Everyone sees that as an and example. As if she is Ahsoka, that is someone that literally campaigned for it and got the role. Yeah. So After I, a fan I just, casting, I, yeah. I never took Katie Sackhoff's answers as like a way to drum up attention like maybe i am maybe i'm not right maybe i will be maybe i won't be like that's drumming up attention she's like i i can't talk about it yeah (laughs) and i'm like so you're involved and i i don't know i just i see her uh unlike the ashley Eckstein thing we've we've talked about this before like how did Katie Sackhoff get it? Katie Sackhoff is a known dramatic actor. She's been doing it for a very long time. She just happened to be cast as a voice actor right. in this show. Right. So so she can definitely pull this off if they wanted to go down that route. And I I think they will. I just don't know when or how. I don't know where she fits in other than the fact that what we already know about her from these other animated shows. She's definitely high up somewhere 
People know who she is. Yeah. And she could be the person that the Mandalorian goes to in season three to help get the child back. Yeah. Yeah. Or she can be like, this I is mean, how you... Get this is how, yeah, beat him. This is how you get your dark saber. Yeah. Um. So speaking of that, we haven't really talked about him, Moff Gideon. <laughs> um, he's not been promoted much in the marketing material besides the voiceover from his his awesome speech. In so uh, chilling, one. right? It's just yeah. like you're like, oh, you have something I want, and I'm gonna kill you. Um, pretty <laughs> much. Uh, no, but. Do you the Lawrence Kasdan right there? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Because um, I I think I don't think they're purposely necessarily hiding him because he looks drastically different or anything like that. Um, I do think he's the big bad. I think not having him in the marketing material seals that. Um, whereas they could kind of show him and then be like, well, this is now who I answer to. I don't think that we're gonna get that. At least not in this season mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but I do think since he came to them, uh, this time, I think we're going to see where he chills. Like we're going to see his compound, his military complex, whatever this post empire thing he has going on, whether it's the, the roots of a first order thing. I don't know what it is, but I think mm-hmm. we're going to see his home field this time. And I think it's gonna be one of those things based on that last, that everyone made fun of that last you know, special look thing. And we even did too. Like, where'd that go? We <laughs> did see Mando, Cara Dune, and uh, Grief Cargo working together. I think this is going to be one of those things where maybe all of our characters go to this place and it doesn't go how they think it's going to go. They probably have a plan. They think they got it all set and they get just sabotaged and bombarded. And maybe you, that's where you get help. Maybe the more Mandos that he went to go like fly in to help him out like that at chapter three. Maybe that's where Ahsoka shows up and ignites the blades for the first time. And it's a very Avengers vibe. I think that'd be kind of a, a cool action sequence. But either way, I think we're going to get some big action stuff on his home turf this time. Because right now we don't know anything about him other than him showing up. And 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 doing what he did, and even and knowing the he everyone's did. stuff, right? Now I think we need to see his turf. What do you guys think about that? I think that totally makes sense. Um, I agree with you. I think they're just holding him back because he's one of those characters that everybody's like, "What does he do? Like, how bad is he? What does he want the child for? How did he get the Darksaber? So I think that's just something they're holding on to because it's going to be explained in this season and probably the next season as well. But um, I think overall, looking at the clips that we have been shown, it's basically from seemingly about three episodes. You have the one episode where he's at the wrestling. You have the one episode where he's working with uh, Grief Karga and Cara Dune and they're at the planet where they started and then they go to that other planet with the prison on it and then there's like the i don't know if i said the water planet the water planet where he's on a boat mm-hmm. so it's like yeah. the boat planet the prison planet and then like the fight planet with that big wrestling arena and it seems like everything's kind of from those few things and you get glimpses of tatooine but I think they're just holding on to a lot of stuff that's favreau's way of doing things like he doesn't want to ruin the story he wants you to to be invested when you get into it. That's why you They're- held back the child. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I yeah. think John is is on it when he says that this show is going to end dire because I think what they're doing with the marketing right now is they're showing us all the positive stuff. Sure, so hyping you it, up. It feels 
it feels right now that it's the gang getting back together, getting into some trouble. But the baby's but with me. I got a jetpack, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a jetpack. I'm getting out of here. It's, I got no problems, right? And anything they've shown of the Imperial side of things are things we've already seen. So we see that we see Moff Gideon's uh, X or TIE fighter. Uh, we see um, like the stormtrooper. Yeah, James's best impression ever on the show. Ooh. Yeah, uh, on speeder bikes, we've seen that you know in the last season. So yeah. they're not showing us anything new, and I think that's because the day the episode starts, the the episodes drop that have to do with these big things. You're gonna see Moff Gideon now in his turf, his stronghold for the first time live. We're all gonna see it at the same day. Yeah. You know, uh, so. I think they're waiting to reveal all that stuff. And right now, like as just to start it all off again, like it, we're very positive right now. Gang's getting back together. We're all going to have a good time team effort. And what we don't realize is like, that's, that's our marketing leading into the film, getting us ready for this season. And the season's going to hit hard because all that, all that good time stuff you thought we were going to get away with no. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. You know, I. I can hear Moff Gideon being like, "I'm taking that away from you." Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. No, I agree. That, yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, we. I mean, I know we're probably up against time a little bit here. Is there anything else you guys just want to throw out there before we get to our death predictions? Or things no. maybe you hope you see, or you know, doesn't be always speculation. Some guesses. I. Oops. I part of me like is super pumped when Ahsoka shows up, but part of me would find it extremely funny if she doesn't. That would be pretty funny if she doesn't show up at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's like people at home are probably like, what the hell, Lacey? Like, I don't know. I just would find it super yeah. funny for me. I mean, it would be pretty crazy like if Moff Gideon barely barely shows dies, up or yeah. something. You know what I mean? He's only in like two episodes and he dies yeah. or something. Yeah. I, I, um, hope, I, really I just hope not. I'm just thinking of like the ridiculous <laughs> no, know, things but... that would happen that we'd be like, oh oh. Oh, so <laughs> so here here's a good hope yeah. for mine. I feel like every new actor that we've kicked around has been like a bounty hunter or an adversary of some sort, right? I would like to see, um, like we'll get to the deaths here in a second, but like I would like to see a new character come in and we're like, that person's awesome. And they're, and they're a good guy. They're part of the team. They're kind of joining the crew or whatever. I would like to see someone um, be like a a brand new character. I would almost, almost, <laughs> I would prefer to see the rebel stuff, but I would almost prefer no. to see like, I got my rebel stuff. It exists. It's fine. It's over there. But the Mandalorian does something new and it brings in all these new characters and stuff. Like it's kind of that, like revisit or create, you know, kind of those are the two options. And in this case, like it could be really cool to see more creation. You know, we have Din Djarin, we have Cara Dune, we have grief Karga. Let's get, you know, new guy or new girl or new alien, preferably like of a, a funny, um, Duros or something, you know, like Shriv. I feel like that's what you know. I I would love to see that. I feel like well, that's the IG Eleven, I guess, or maybe yeah, why they be. bring back Horatio Sands' character. Oh, but I kind of don't want that. I don't. I don't either. But he, he, watch they do a scene where they're like, let's because he doesn't seem cool. He seems scummy. Let's go really you know? like they're like let's go really funny here, and we'll have it where he like makes a comment about how he finally got to use the vac tube. And everyone's like, yeah. oh, Mithril. 
Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh. We're gonna bring in Bobby Moynihan because he's like in everything Star Wars now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Lacey, Deaths. any uh, you have any uh, final hopes and wishes before we get to our death predictions? I hope we she get did. lots of Baby Yoda. Nice. Yeah, and I hope there's a lot of humor in the show. Uh, still. I want Tiny to talk. That would be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, That's a good I one. might as well get the theory out now so I don't tweet it out and other people take it. I got um, the toy. It doesn't talk, so I'm hoping it talks. I have this theory that Yoda's species doesn't speak basic and that Yoda just learned it and that's why he talks weird. It's like when someone learns a new language and it's like... And they talk backwards. Well, not backwards, but like if you translate Spanish or French or Italian or anything, like compared to us, we speak backwards. The verbs go in a different spot. Yeah. Yeah. The nouns go last or... The adjectives adjectives come after the nouns. So you say like ball, red, big, instead of saying big, red, ball. I think the big reveal is going to be that Yoda's species speaks a completely different language and Yoda happened to be an outlier who learned English uh, to teach Jedi. Um, And we're going to find out that baby Yoda doesn't speak English and he's going to speak this different tongue and he's going to have like subtitles or something um, when he eventually does talk. So that's that's my big prediction here that that species, the native tongue is not English and that's they're going to explain that's why Yoda talks all weird. One step further. What do you think he sounds like? I don't know. Good question. They're they're gonna keep it cute. Just like the they're toy, gonna keep it very yeah. cute, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then I my my last hope. I hope Michael Bean is in the show because I love Michael Bean. It's been a, I'm a big fan of like Terminator and The Rock and and uh, Navy Seal and all the movies he's been in. Uh, so I hope he does show up, and I hope maybe he's a part of that new crew, like you're saying, James. I think that'd be cool because um, he's a he's a he's a good actor and he's good for this type. That, that those types of roles um all right death predictions before we move on to uh resistance transmissions um lacy who do you think of note is not making it out of season two i think cara dune is uh dying yeah any reason behind that i just think that her character will play her role and then will die all right I'm kind of leaning towards Carl Weathers, too, because I know he directs an episode. So I mm-hmm. feel like it would be like one of those things that he would ultimately sacrifice himself for the greater good. And that would kind of bring his character back from being the guy in the first season that seemed very like out for himself. Yeah. Um, and then it would also th- like put the Mandalorian in a position that now he's all by himself again. He's lost everybody. He's lost the child. He's lost both of them. Oh, you so think I'm going to go for it. Dying. I think both are dying. I'm going Holy. for it. Wow. All right. James. Um, and doesn't even, maybe it's not those two characters. Maybe there's someone else that comes to mind. But do you have a death prediction you want to toss out there? Is it Ahsoka, James? You think Ahsoka's dying? No. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm all grief carga. I, I think that he's, he's the one. And it's for a weak reason too. It, the, it's an age thing. Honestly, I just think they're going to keep the Mandalorian and Cara Dune for the fact that they're like young, healthy, exciting characters or whatever. And they kill off um, Grief Karga because while he has intelligence and persuasion and all that other stuff, um, Moxie, if you will, (laughs) 
Um, I just, I think that he has a good opportunity to be like the Obi-Wan, like, you know, the, the speech where he gets stabbed or something and then he's laying there and they give him the, the time to, to die and it, it invigorates uh, the Mandalorian to want to like fight for his cause, but he also lost him. And mm-hmm. I, I just feel like there, there's so much there. The, the only thing there is like, you just get, you got to make sure that he's like a mentor even more so in this. Cause, um, cause I, I, I definitely don't think, I don't know. I, I don't see the Cara Dune thing. I don't, I don't know where that's coming from. Watch, I, she will, she'll die. I'm I, seeing I'll just it. Be wrong. Yeah. I'm kind of seeing it like Harry Potter in the, the first movie where they all have a challenge that they have to face and one by one they're faced with things that they each get left behind. Like she's mm-hmm. like, oh, we can't take on all these troopers. You guys go ahead. And they're like, really? And then she's like, yeah, go, go, go. And then it's left with the Mandalorian and Grief Karga and the child. And then Grief Karga's like, no, you guys go ahead. Like you got to kind of like K2SO too. Like where you're like, just mm-hmm. go do, you know, save the child. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately the child gets taken. And it leaves it in this dramatic place of like, now he's all alone. He's lost everybody he cared about. And now he has nowhere to go, basically. He's back at square one. All right. Yeah. Um, so I think, I do think Grief Karga is going to die um, for the reasons I talked about a while ago that he he had his you know humanizing moments in, at the end of season one um even to the point where he endeared himself to the child and uh you know do the magic hand thing and we're going to see maybe more of that a little bit here i don't know how it's going to happen i don't know if it's going to be one of those sacrifice things um but it could does just... he direct his own death episode <laughs> that'd be funny that'd be interesting but um it could be just uh, an assassination to lure mando out of hiding um, there could be a lot of reasons to do it. Um, that is an old West thing to do. Um, uh, kill the town Ooh. sheriff and then, you know, Ooh, no, I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> they put Cara Dune in one facility tied up next to a bunch of bombs. This is the dark night. Oh and- <laughs> Are you and doing they put the dark night? Karga, <laughs> and then, and then he, he has to choose. And then when now he gets choose. there, it's the it, wrong it's, person. It's actually, yeah. it's Cara Dune. Yeah. And then you see Grief Karga and he's like, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think, <laughs> I think it's going to be uh, Christopher Nolan like directs an episode and we find out. Yeah. And that's one. It's okay. Uh, no. It's okay. It, it's okay. It's fine. It's so, okay. yeah, I think it's going to be Grief Karga, but I also am just going to throw um, a random one out there because what the hell? I think the armorer is going to get killed. Uh, I think they're Armor. gonna find out. They're gonna find out where that hideout was, and they're gonna try to interrogate her. And she's not gonna give out any, any information. They're gonna like shove her in her oven or something. Um, <laughs> and then uh, just for fun, uh, I think it'd be funny if they killed the two scout troopers that were punching Baby Yoda. That would be the ultimate win. Yeah, Adam Powell. Kind of like Lost when they killed those two people with the spiders. Are you trying to do lost spoilers right now? No, isn't that something that happens early on? I don't know. I read a book about <laughs> fan interactions. I got to remember what the book's called, but it's really good. It's about fan fiction and fan communities online. And it was specifically about J.J. Abrams and Lost and that they hated these people so much 
that J.J. Abrams wrote them off the show in the most terrible way possible to regain the trust of the community. Hmm. Very good. Very good. Although so I was J. J. saying that people Abrams hated those troopers, so... Only wrote uh, the very early parts of that series. He only directed the first two episodes of the series. Fun fact. But he also um, produced it, though. Yeah, produced. I also, I also thought it was interesting talking about this because all of our speculation is like, well, here's what fans liked in the first mm-hmm. season, and it's like they were, they were already done. You know what I mean? With their all of their ideas right. and all yeah. the story arcs right. and everything for season two before season one even dropped. Right. So, so and Jar Jar will three. be, Jar Jar will be in just as much of season two as he was <laughs> in season one. No, they're saving him for Obi Wan. Right. He's got a beard. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, all right, so that's pretty much it. Um, so let us know what you think is going to happen. Obviously, we're starting things off tomorrow. Uh, so it's going to be uh, interesting to see what does take place over the course of the eight chapters. It'll be nice to <laughs> come back and revisit this, but obviously we're going to talk about it more in depth on the Mando Fan Show every week, which again debuts tomorrow night at 8.30 East on uh, youtube.com slash Star Wars News Net videos and then of course on the podcast apps but join us there live if you want to get your comments read on the show of course and obviously you got to get your Mando code and all that stuff so we're, we're pumped the Mando Fan Show is back it's going to be a great time we'll see you guys tomorrow and of course the new shirt is hitting uh, our Teespring store um, but shortly before we go live uh, so we're not going too batty over here um, but and get the tri-blend but I do like the tri-blend because <laughs> I'm this all is about a, it this is a reg this is a regular but I do like the tri-blends. Um, all right, so, but we're not done yet because now we do need to hear from you right now in Resistance Transmissions. Lacey, what's going on? All right, guys, it's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> so as you guys know, every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation and you guys give your answers on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. And I read them on the show, so I don't know what the scenario is. I don't know what you've said. And we see what happens. It's kind of fun. All right. So the scenario is it was just John Favreau's birthday. Oh, sorry. That's an excited statement. It was just John Favreau's birthday! Exclamation point. So we asked you to pick any character from The Mandalorian and what they would give Favreau for a birthday gift. Nice. All right. First up is Matt Sky Haunter <laughs> at MIB1188. And Matt said, Mando would bring him a cake. He could bring it in warm or he could bring it in cold. If it's ice cream cake, I'm in. A warm ice cream cake? No, cold ice cream cake. <laughs> have, have you ever had hot cake? Warm cake? I've had warm cake. You have? Right warm cake? Yeah. Like right out of the oven? Right out of the oven. Ew. I guess. Wait, why? No, I mean, Wait, it, I, why? it was fresh It sounds baked. good. I feel like I only like warm like pie. Like a cake is like a one, like if you put, so the reasoning is because if you t- eat cake too warm, the icing will completely melt off. Whereas mm. pie, it's I baked mean, inside a bakery, like a baked shell. So the see, inside is warm. When things uh, sell out quick, what do they sell like? <laughs> What? When when cold thing, cake? When, when our shirts? When our shirts that we but, post tomorrow? All and the, all the cold, pins. You, they you're making a out. joke right now, but the joke's on you because hot cakes are pancakes. You jerk. It's still a hot cake. 
Oh my god, get out! Well, it, it is funny because I think of like brownies, for instance. <laughs> no one and, like, on like, British Bake Off is serving like, a hot cake. But either cake. way, brownies, brownies and fudge are room temperature or hot. I guess they could be cold too. No one is serving a cake hot. British Bake Off, they take it out of the oven for at least 30 minutes. They sit there with their pans and they blow it cold That's because true. the icing will melt off. Guys, it's it's a thing. That's true. Okay. Anyway. All right. Duchess but Satine like at Manda like underscore it. Satine. Ooh. Said the Jawas would begrudgingly give him a taste of the egg. Oh. Asuka. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. That's disgusting. That, that egg that thing. That is disgusting. Next is Alex Zukas at Zubaka. And Alex said, Toro Calican doesn't get John Favreau anything. He is that guy. He is that guy. <laughs> he is that guy. He sucks. Yeah. All right. Next is Adam Odal at Odal Adam, who said, Grief Karga gets him an old Western stove door with a card thanking him for keeping him alive in the show. <laughs> I'm assuming this is a picture from the show. <laughs> That, no, it's, it's from, from Back to the Future. Is it? Yeah, it's Marty McFly. Back to the Future oh. 3. I, I only say that because Adams also sent, which is a huge mistake of him, but he also sent an accompany, accompanying video with his tweet, which doesn't play as well on when we read them, of mm. of uh, Mad Dog shooting Marty. That uh, makes sense. And him being alive, yeah. Which... Yeah, no, it isn't. But I was going to say, I was going to say, it could be Back to the Future 2 because that's a tie-in. The Clint Eastwood thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bulletproof fest. Genius. <laughs> Next is Brian Pothier at B Pothier. Brian, how you doing, man? It's been a while. He said, Moff Gideon hands him a stack of Imperial credits and a weekend in Canto Bite. Tells him, you're so money and you don't even know it. That's that is it. That is how you tweet. That's how you do it. That's how you you get your swingers reference in there. Nice. I've never seen. Neither swingers. have I. Next is Mark. And I don't. I don't know that reference. <laughs> Mark yet. at Dekine Awakens, aka Dekine Awakens. And Mark said, "Ahsoka Tano from season two would give Favreau lots of money from all the Clone Wars fans." <laughs> <laughs> now, Mark, I guess you're a hundred and ten percent in as well. Mm. Um, last but not least Joey Sack at Joey Sack hey Joey he said the child would think about giving him the control knob from the razor crest but he'll end up giving him a frog <laughs> I like that, that guys good. thank you so much for your answers if you want to be on the show make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N and just look for the situational you can look via the hashtag if you want, hashtag resistance transmissions. Um, and you give us your give us your best shot, your best thought, and you could be on the show. Back to you, John. Back to me. There we are. <laughs> uh, thanks everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. We hope you had a good time. We hope you uh, enjoyed our speculating. We hope you enjoyed Will of the Force. And uh, let us know in the comments or quote tweet the episode with uh, your speculation on what's going to be happening when Mando kicks off tomorrow and throughout season two. But make sure you do subscribe to our show and our podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts, especially because... We are coming at you three times a week. The content machine is in full gear 
at TRB. Uh, we got Monday podcast, Thursday podcast, and of course, the live Mando fan show on Fridays, which kicks off tomorrow night, 8.30 on our channel, youtube.com, youtube.com slash Star Wars News Net Videos, uh, 8.30 East, just for you uh, Cali folks out there. Um, and don't forget, uh, uh, we're going to be doing um, the the new t-shirt for the Mandalorian logo, Mando Fan Show logo, uh, debuting tomorrow. And if you want other gear of ours, teespring.com slash store slash resistance broadcast. Uh, make sure you're also uh, listening in tomorrow because we're going to be announcing the giveaway winners, as we mentioned at the top of the show. And uh, as always, every day, you should be going to starwarsnewsnet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. I think I covered everything. Did I miss anything, guys? Nah, dog. All right. Johnny Hoey on Twitter, StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Myra Trunks. Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Lacey Gillerin. We hope everybody has a great night, not weekend, because we're going to see you tomorrow on the Mando Fan Show. And I'm not going to say it's back, baby, right now. Maybe do it tomorrow. (laughs) But until then, we'll see you around, kids.